When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitcherList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is June 16th, and oh yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Happy Friday, everybody. Paul Blackburn went 5.2 innings, 200 runs, 7 hits, 1 walk, and 9 strikeouts yesterday. 17 whiffs against the Tampa Bay Rays. Wow, what's going on here, Paul Blackburn? He did the kitchen sink approach a lot. Um, I mean, not to say that he hasn't done that a bit before, but it was normally like 5% of the, the changeup curve, really. More of just four seamers and sinkers. Um, I'm sorry, I take that back. Uh, I'm thinking of another guy. But uh, Paul Blackburn really was more on like curves and then maybe sliders. The changeup not really being a thing. Cutter, who knows? This was a lot of it. So we got sliders as the most thrown pitch. Seven whiffs on that one. But then we got two on cutters, two on curves and change-ups. And we got four on four seamers and sinkers. It was a lot, and it worked. And he did really well here. Uh, I don't know if I really buy that he can be this good on everything. And Paul Blackburn does get the Guardians next, so maybe he doesn't need to to have success there. I feel like if you're in a 15-teamer, you should go for that. 12-teamers, maybe. Uh, I don't think it's a probable start yet. I mean, it's one start of this. Really nice night. Glad it worked. And still even eight base runners in 5.2 innings. So, it's cool. It's a cool thing. Christian Javier. We got to talk about this one. Nationals, uh, you would think he would dominate. Six innings, zero runs. Five hits. See? Everything's fine. Zero walks. Who cares? Two Ks. Ten with 17% CSW. So, what happened here? Well, first and foremost, he threw a ton of pitches in the middle. We're talking like some sliders in the middle and fastballs down the middle of the plate. It is insane. Um, I even had a strike some plot inside of the SP roundup of just where he got his outs. And it's wild how many of them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight are like down the middle. Okay. Um, but the slider was either that or just out of the zone. He's still 50% strikes on that, which is bad. And of course, seeing the fastball leak down is bad. And Javier has not been at his peak, and yet he still is okay. It's kind of weird. It makes me feel all right being in on Javier. I, I feel like he's going to have that blow-up start, and I'm going to be like, well, yeah, right, okay. He, that happened first before he gets better, and I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I think that you're going to see that blow-up start, and then people are going to be out, be like, oh, no, I should have sold Javier before, and then you can jump in and buy back in. Why? Because the fastball itself is actually still very good. He's generally still up in the zone, and Javier is just really need to get that slider complementing it at a 61% strike rate like it had last year, like 63%, not the 50% we've seen like the last six starts now. It's there. It really is, and I think it's not just going to be, oh, this is just who he is forever now. No, I don't think that's going to be the case. Mackenzie Gore against the Astros, I've been talking about him as a cherry bomb all year of like one third he executes well and the other he doesn't, and against the Astros, we stayed away because of those 5.2 innings of zero runs. Four hits, three walks, four Ks. This works. He did do the Blake Snell blueprint for the most part. I mean, it was generally four seamers in the first, in the top half, and then sliders and curveballs underneath. That's that's kind of cool. Curve was a winner at 38% CSW. 
Um, the thing is, I can't buy the that curve. The, sorry, that command. And really, the approach is going to be the thing for Gore moving forward. So, I I need him see him do this like three more times before I can buy it. So we're still not there. Dylan Cease went against the Dodgers. 5.1 innings, two earned runs, four hits, three walks, and 10 Ks. And this is kind of funny because I want to, I mean, I shouted the slider is back. And it is because it had 12 over 39 whiffs. And that's cool because the last three starts, like, oh boy, where was it? 41% CSW. The thing is, I, I'm used to seeing Dylan Cease have his slider down in glove side as like a little convention of just, uh, you know, the yellow dots on Savant. And in this one, he actually, he got them higher up, which is good, because the last couple starts, they were, they were all there, but they just decided not to go inside the building of the strike zone. They just decided to hang out outside, and, you know, we needed them inside the building. Now, it's like they're all scattered inside of it, and it worked, but it's not, like, when Cease is at his best, it's right at the entrance. <laughs> I'm going to stop doing this allegory, um, and I, uh, or this analogy, um, so he needs, it felt like it was still a little wild, but at least like he's getting strikes with him because it's just that good. It's cool. Now he gets Texas though. And I feel like we're not completely out of the woods with C. So you're going to start him, but yeah, we're not out of the woods yet. Tyler Wells, he just keeps going against the Jays. It was eight strikeouts in a win. 6.2 innings of two and runs and six base runners. Like what? This is amazing. I'm just, I just, I'm just so happy. He's the PLV darling of the off season. And really we got to listen to PLV more, I guess. I mean, I'm I'm cool with that. Uh, Marcus Stroman against Pittsburgh got the win. Six innings, two earned runs, four hits, two walks, and five Ks against Pittsburgh. He did exactly what he was supposed to do, and everything was just in the lower half of the entire night. I think it was like an 80% low lock. Kind of funny. Uh, Shohei Otani against the Rangers got the win. Six innings, two earned runs, six hits, one walk, three Ks. There was a lot of debate about, like, should we be starting in daily league Otani as the pitcher or as the hitter because it's the Rangers and Otani's been weird? And you were right either way because he had that home run. Uh, 47% four-seamers for Otani is kind of interesting uh, because we don't want Otani throwing that many four-seamers. It's actually not his best pitch. It's the slider that's his best pitch. Actually, his last start was only down to 80% sweepers. That's the slider I'm talking about. It was up to 28, which is good, but it's still relatively low to the 40% plus that I've seen since he really turned it on against the Astros last year. I remember that starts so well. And I was just like, oh boy, there it is. Do it all the time, and he pretty much has. And just one whiff on that sweeper. So I question the process a little here with Otani. You can see in only three strikeouts, five whiffs, and 19% CSW. So he has cores next. And if we're talking about his sweeper being better, and it's just, wait, you go to cores where breaking balls are worse. Um, it's like the anti-cheers where everybody doesn't know your name. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a little worrisome there. Um, you say Kikuchi... Had a really interesting game. So did Taj Bradley, AJ Smith, Shaver, uh, Aaron Noel, a lot more guys to talk about. We're going to talk about all of those and more after this break. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 
98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Yusei Kikuchi against the Orioles, 4.2 innings, 2 and runs, 6 hits, 2 walks, and 7 strikeouts, 19 whiffs for a share of the Gallows pole. This is what's really cool is the third straight start of that slider and curveball inside the zone with four seamers dancing around. I know it's 4.2 innings and 94 pitches, which is really frustrating, but I believe in this. I, I really do think that Kikuchi is an ad, um, and this is starting to be something real because it is more emphasis with curves and sliders, and that's a huge, huge deal. Taj Bradley against the Oakland Athletics didn't come through fully with seven base runners and 4.1 innings that led to 88 pitches and getting an early hook. Though it was 17 whiffs and 11 strikeouts and 200 runs. And I I really think that Taj Bradley is just younger Tyler Glass now because he has an overwhelming fastball and he needs to complement it with uh, a cutter in the zone, something to get you know, that secondary, but then he needs a third pitch. And he doesn't know what that is yet. It should be the curveball. The curveball looks so good at times, but it wasn't there here. He literally tossed 30 curves and change-ups, 30 of them. And total just 12 strikes for a 40% strike rate. That can't happen. That can't happen across 30 pitches, right? So I, I want to say that Bradley is going to be amazing and everything, but there's work to be done. And you're going to have these kind of games, which is great, but there it's going to be turmoil, I think, through the year as he just, is he going to have the curveball they can throw for strikes? And I don't throw the changeup. The changeup is so bad. Don't do that. The curveball is the one. We'll see. Sunday Gray against the Tigers, four innings, two earned runs, three hits, four walks, three Ks, 79 pitches, and a 35-pitch fourth that pretty much knocked him out of the game. Uh, the curve was just not there, and hey, we're back in purgatory. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Sunday Gray. Not much eager that you can do. He's a volatile guy, and this is part of the, I don't know, part of the deal you made? I know there's a phrase, and I totally forgot what it is. Nathan Evaldi against the Angels, seven innings, three earned runs, five hits, two walks, and seven Ks. The splitter went 10 for 35 whiffs, whiffs with a 43% CSW, and there you go. I hope that never changes. I mean, he's, he's had a really consistent splitter over the last two years, and that's really cool for Evaldi. AJ smith Chaver, I mentioned this. Like, look, we had the 2.1 innings in relief, and you had the debut uh, in the rotation, and I felt like I don't really know what this is yet. I need to see more, and I thought, you know what? Let's hold on to him for Rocky Road and kind of take it from there. So where are we? Well, 5.2 innings, 300 runs, 6 hits, 1 walk, 6 Ks against Rocky Road. Got the win, 17 whiffs. So how did he get those whiffs? Well, it was the changeup. A pitch he's thrown six times total this year. He threw only eight of them, and they went six whiffs. It was the most of any pitch. Kind of wild, right? I don't know if I'm really going to believe into that. But uh, the curve had three, slider had four, um, and the four-seamer had four. The four-seamer lived a lot in the second half, but he did actually intent have intent elevating. And I feel like the overall command and approach of A.J. smith Shaver was better with that fastball, but it still wasn't like, oh, man, look at this guy's command. It was a lot of, all right, here it is, go hit it kind of stuff. And I guess it worked against Rocky Road. Uh, it could be one of those Zach Gallon situations of he's able to get that in to the zone and then do secondaries underneath it. And that could be good. But yeah, there was a lot of just chucking and hoping for the best. Um, it's intriguing. 
like we still are very much like what is this we're gonna watch them on youtube after this so by the way if you you really if you're not watching those youtube videos of these pictures uh you really should it's it's really fun to break down how these guys are doing it and just really visualizing it. and the second that you visualize a picture it completely changes everything um in your view so i highly highly recommend it it's super fun um you can go to youtube.com slash pictureless we have i do these once a day so we have many we have like a i don't know um 30 of them we've done so far something crazy go go check those out anyway uh with smith shaver i think we kind of hold for the reds but we don't have to like him versus emmett sheehan right now for example who's coming up today got a lot of questions about that you can swap if you want I think Shaver's sticking around in Atlanta because they were gr- very aggressive with him and just earned 17 whiffs. So I think we kind of need to hold on to it. We'll see. Um, should be a lower whiff count because the changeup should not be that good. Aaron Nola had a 37% 17 whiffs here against Arizona. And you're very disappointed because he had a four-run fourth inning. With, sorry, a third inning with a three-run shot from Cattell Marte on a curveball. That is so annoying. <laughs> Oh, that's it. That's the only blemish. 6.2 innings, 4 and runs, 6 hits, 1 walk, 9 Ks. Even the hits leading up to it. You know, one of them was a sinker. The only one off the sinker, which, by the way, I was saying, hey, just stop throwing sinkers. But it was a very effective pitch for him yesterday. And it was a 72-mile exit velocity pitch to a left-hander off the end of the bat in an 0-0 count. Draw the par- Perdomo. Okay, it was out of the zone, off the end of the bat, and it was a flare to center. And it got a hit. And it's just, ugh, that's it. That's the only sinker hit. He's not going to have a 60% left on base rate, and that is 16th percentile in the majors, and he's not going to have like a 1.5 homer per nine, okay? I know he did in 2021. It was weird. I just I just don't think it's going to be the same. Uh, that's my take. If you do, then get out. I know your frustration, but uh, we're all here to not let emotion guide us in life, right? Maturity is when emotions are not on autopilot anymore and when we realize that. Okay. Matthew Boyd, 19 whiffs uh, for a share of the Gallows poll. He had eight strikeouts, seven hits, one walk, four earned runs, though, in six innings against the Twins, got the win. This was the four-seamer being back to what it was two starts ago. So that's two out of three starts where Matthew Boyd had that four-seamer precision. That's really cool. But is the slider good enough? I mean, he did get six whiffs on it. He is doing like B- BSB here, Blake Snell Blueprint. And if he's able to do that, that's cool. He does get the Royals next, Matthew Boyd. So let's do it. All right, we're in. We're in with Matthew Boyd. Michael Grove against the White Sox. Five innings, four and runs, seven hits, one walk, seven Ks. 18 whiffs. And guess what? Guess what? That slider had 17 of them. <laughs> Absolutely insane. It, it, it was such a good pitch. I mean, he had a 37% swing strike rate on over 43 thrown. What is going on? It is such a good pitch. The problem is that Michael Grove doesn't have another pitch. Like the four-seamer, if it's able to be elevated, it will work. It will be phenomenal. But, yeah, think like Dylan Cease without as good of a four-seamer and curveball. That's what we're dealing here with Michael Grove. Which stinks because we already have enough problems with the Dylan Cease. So um, keep in mind also this was against the White Sox. And the White Sox are more prone to right-handed pitching. Uh, with their, with sliders from writers. And by the way, this was Grove versus Cease. I'm not just saying that because it was that. But it is really funny that that's what this was. Um, I 
I'm keeping my eye on this, but I don't really think that it's going to stick uh, moving forward, unfortunately. Yohan Aviedo against the Cubs was a stream pick of the day. He did get eight hits in one walk, but it was 4.1 innings of four and runs and eight hits. Sorry, eight Ks in one walk. It was eight hits in one walk. Okay. Uh, the slider went four for 37 whiffs, unfortunately. He did get a good amount of CSW on a 17 whiffs, 31% CSW. Uh, five fastballs were tagged for hits, and that was kind of the difference here. I don't really think his command was that great. He did throw enough in the zone, and that's generally what we ask for, but this is a poor execution, awesome stuff guy, Yohan Aviedo, and um, I hope that he, yeah, I hope that he does better. All right, I we have Ryan Nelson, who might get demoted by the Diamondbacks going five earned runs and 10 hits against the Phils in four innings. Yeah, the secondaries aren't good enough. I get that. Nick Weathers was demolished by the Guardians, and Seth Lugo might just take that moving forward if he's okay to go. Kyle Freeland against Atlanta, seven earned runs in 4.1 innings. Oh, boy. Yeah, you don't do that. Um, and Logan Allen against the Padres. Three innings, five earned runs, four hits, four walks, and two Ks. Essentially, I needed Logan Allen to have a slider in this one. And what did he do? He went seven for 19 strikes on it. Um, and the changeup that has saved him in the past wasn't very good. The good news is that it's Logan Allen against the Athletics and the Royals. So I like those two starts. If you want to do Emmett Sheehan, go ahead. But I think it's safer to keep Allen. I, you know, that that's kind of where I'm at. Like, Logan Allen's right at the cliff of starting pitchers. And generally when these prospects come up that we don't really know anything about, they are around that cliff. I think Logan Allen is safer. Um, if you really need something that really push the needle, you go Emmett Sheehan. Does that sound cool? That sounds cool. All right. Looking forward to today and tomorrow's starting pitchers. Shane McClanahan, Kevin Gosman, Joe Ryan, Sandy Alcantara, Zach Gallen. Not Sack from Wedding Crashers. And you, Darvish, are all in that auto start here. I think this is pretty straightforward. I know it's interesting with McClanahan Gosman being against the tough matchups, but you figure it out. It's I'm going with the better pitchers. Probable start here. You have Tristan McKenzie, Mc, uh, Michael Kopech, Domingo Herman, Rich Hill, JP France, and Taiwan Walker. Taiwan Walker gets the athletics, so fine. Um, but again, I think this is straightforward stuff. Rich Hill gets the Brewers, and he's done really well against weak teams. And JP France is better than the sixth walk game we saw. Questionable start to you. Julio Tehran against the Pirates. Sure. Sure. Uh, Patrick Sandoval against the Royals. It was a really good start as far as CSW and Whiffs go last time, but he didn't have a slider in his fastball list. So was, he was tagged for five runs against the Mariners. Keep that in mind. Kyle Hendricks against the Orioles. Tanner Houck against the Yankees. Miles Michaels against the Mets without Alonso. Brian Wu against the White Sox. Sears against the Phillies. Singer is a cherry bomb against the Angels. Cole Irvin can make it work against the Cubs. And Andrew Abbott against the Astros. All these are questionable. So I don't really like them. But if you need some things, there are qualities of each that can make it work. Do not start to your Schuster at zero strikeouts against the Nationals, even against Rocky Road. Trevor Williams against the Marlins. Martin Perez against the Jays. Emmett Sheen is making his MLB debut, as I mentioned. But I don't start guys in MLB debuts. And we just, it's too much of haze here. Spec ad, but for this one singular day. You could go just like four innings. Um, Tyler McGill against the Cardinals. No way. Alex Wood on the opposite side of MSU could also just go four innings against the Dodgers. Tyler Alexander against the Twins and Dill Summit against Atlanta. Looking forward to tomorrow. That is Saturday. Bobby Miller is at the top. Surprise, surprise. But there isn't an Aces going to ace starter. And he goes against the Giants. So, all right. Logan Allen, uh, sorry, Logan Gilbert against the White Sox should go well. But he, the White Sox falter against secondary guys. And he's more of a fastball guy. Uh, Mitch Keller against the Brewers, Lucas Giolito against the Mariners, Braxton Garrett against the Nationals, and Shane Bieber against the Diamondbacks. You're starting all of these. Garrett gets the lovely matchup, 
And there's nothing that's too scary here whatsoever. Shane Bieber's not going to strike out nine likely, though. Uh, probable start tier, Hunter Green against the Astros. Bryce Elder against the Rockies. Bryce Elder, he didn't do well last time, but it's too good of a matchup, and you're just going to try it one more time. Hunter Green against the Astros. It's a high ceiling, high floor kind of thing. Uh, I think you go with it without Alvarez in that lineup. Zach Eflin against the Padres didn't have a sinker last time. The Padres are heating up. Blake Snell against the Rays. Obviously just killed it in cores, but... I don't think it was his best self, and this could be a low floor here. Uh, Griffin Canning's our stream pick of the day against the Royals. I like that one. Um, I think he has enough with his secondaries, and the Royals are terrible. Brian Bayo is going against Clark Schmidt. Start If you need to start somebody here, go with either one. I think they're both fine. Um, I like Bayo's stuff overall more, so I'm favoring him over Schmidt. Questionable start here. Kyle Gibson is a cherry bomb against the Cubs. Kodai Singh is a cherry bomb getting the Cardinals. Justin Steele is coming back from the IL. It's just still ill. So that's why it's questionable start tier, but I think it could be fine against the Orioles. Brandon Bilek, if he has his change, it will make him work against the Reds. Big if, though. Uh, Wade Miley is also still only could go like four innings, but then again, he could go five and just have his cutter in like 60 pitches against the Pirates. Tommy Henry showed some stuff with his slider last time against the Guardians, but I don't really think that's going to stick around. And James Caprillion could go a surprise six innings against the Phillies if he has his fastball. Do not start Mike Myers against the Angels or Adam Wainwright against the Mets. Connor Siebold against Atlanta. In Atlanta, but still not good. Dane Dunning against the Jays. No, thank you. Jake Irvin and Chris uh, Christopher Sanchez and Joey Wentz and Alex Wood again. Uh, I messed that up. It's Sean Manaya in the table for today. I apologize. Um, Alex Wood's going tomorrow. Sean Manaya is going today. And uh, Sean Manaya is not worth your time for like four innings against the Dodgers. He's not doing enough. Anyway, Trevor Rogers. Um, against Texas, and maybe Brent Hedrick for the Twins. I don't know what's going on tomorrow. It's supposed to be kind of Maeda, and it's not. So, yeah, don't start some mystery guy for the Twins. All right, that is it. Thank you so much for the ratings and reviews. Check out the stuff on YouTube. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your babbits be low and your strikeouts high.